0: up buddy abner suarez god bless hello okay it's working i have trouble with email so that's a miracle already good morning it's great to be here honor to be here i get to travel a lot and i don't get to travel a lot in north carolina and i live in north carolina and I love this state. I know God's got things for this state. Um, went to college in North Carolina. Campbell. I'm a fighting camel. <laughs> Don't mess with me. <laughs> so just, uh, it's always cool when you, you know, like, I know I get to do it a lot, but it, it's, um, there's never just a meeting, you know. if you go to a lot of conferences it's never just a conference you know there's always an intention to what God is doing there's an intention to why we're all here and um, the intention is not always what you think it is (laughs) because you're not God (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) There 's a really strong anointing here today <laughs> uh, i f- I believe that um, uh, there 's going to be impartation in the room today uh, and it may not come like you think it 's going to come. <laughs> uh, I would encourage you to uh, ask the Lord if you already don't to begin to train you on how to discern what God's doing in a room, because the impartation you may receive may be right now because he's just so big and the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of him. And you don't necessarily have to have somebody lay hands on you. I think sometimes the best experiences I have is with the person sitting right next to me. I don't even know them, but they have the word of the Lord for me. So um, there 's uh, definitely impartation in the room i 'm um, thinking don 't take me up on this i 'm thinking that i 'm going to try and pray for everyone today okay that 'd be fun okay just there 's prophetic impartation in the room I, I feel it very strongly, and uh, we just want to go for that um, if you If you like what you hear this morning, I can come home with you <laughs> <laughs> There's a table back there. I'll just talk about it briefly. This is my favorite series. It's called Walking in the Supernatural. Does anyone want this? It's all about walking. There's one lady back here. In the, per, I'm sorry, I don't have my glasses on, but I'm going to put them on in a minute. Here you go. Right here. you Walking in the Supernatural. The Lord is going to teach... The whole church, everyone in this room, he wants to teach everyone in this room how to simultaneously move between two dimensions of heaven and earth and to, um, just like you breathe, to see cancer fall at the name of Jesus, to routinely see blind eyes open, to... It's just all part of how God works, you know? He's really big. You know, the longer I walk with the Lord... uh, The more I know, the less I know, and he's really big. You know, we've been given the opportunity to co-labor with him, but he is still really big. I've been asking this prayer. This might sound offensive to you, but it's really true. I want encounters with the Lord that scare the hell out of me. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, like, oh, I saw this vision, and I'm not really interested in judging other people's experiences, but, man, when you see Him for who He is, it's just like, whoa, you know, like... And you don't want to talk about it, you know. And there's encounters for the people of God in this hour that have nothing to do with ministry. They have nothing to do with releasing the word of the Lord over a city. They're just these places that you were born to go to. And remember, uh, the, the Apostle Paul writes two thirds of the New Testament, and um, and he writes, and there's there's things that the Lord shared with me that are not lawful to utter. <laughs> remember John, Book of Revelation, you know there's like this theme and it's like what you think is going to be the most fruitful thing is not what God has intent. You know, if you ask Paul at the end of his life, what was the most, I wish I'm guessing it probably wasn't these letters he wrote to the churches, but they still live today. You know, John send you to the Island of Patmos, you know, (laughs) your ministry's over. (laughs) No one to talk to, but he still speaks to us today. The angel tells him, write everything down I'm about to show you. And then he, you know, the, then they're having this discourse. He's about to write it down. He goes, no, don't, don't write that down. That's just between you and us. <laughs> it's in the Bible. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, yeah, it's, it's really in there. It's amazing what will happen when you read it <laughs> and you actually experience it. They'll call you a heretic. Intimacy, God's great invitation to humanity. Does anyone want that? Right here. Blue here. Bless you with that. God of the impossible. <laughs> if you just had one line of scripture, you could be happy with that one, you know? <laughs> with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. <laughs> is there a pastor here? Oh, huh. man, you look. Really nice. <laughs> I've thought about suiting up, but I—I I don't think it's me. You know. <laughs> Where's the youth pastor from here? Yeah, just stand up. I gotta release a few things, and we'll get into some teaching. Um, is that your wife? Oh, okay. You look nice. <laughs> Both of you, just stand up. I, when you prayed for me this morning, um, the Lord just began to tell me that... Uh You've been really, really faithful, and you've contended for things in this region. And uh, the things that you've contended for, you're about to see, and it's about to be unleashed in this hour. And the Lord calls you really faithful, really faithful. And the Lord's going to give you a model for uh, not only bringing young people into encounters with the Lord, but releasing the anointing and equipping the anointing. And you're going to be an equipper. And as you lay hands upon young people, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are going to be activated. Even things of the pastor, there's a strong deliverance anointing on you and there's a strong healing gift on you. So it's just a season of acceleration and increase, and I see there's a door that you're just about to step through in the season of your life, and it's, uh, it's like the door where uh, just the impossible becomes logical, and that door that you step through, is so it's like a cliff on the other side, and you're falling, but you're not going to fall because you're going to enter into everything by faith, and you'll be a model to other people, and the Lord's going to take you around this nation to share about what the Lord's going to begin to do here in this uh, triad region, and it's really good it's a it's a grace for impartation especially for among young people and the lord's going to even take you on even uh, some more mission trips and things like that so let me just pray for you bless you with that and lord we just stretch your hands towards them huh <laughs> lord, we ble- whoa show oh, we bless this couple there's fire on your wife's head too jesus culture lord give them a culture of jesus ah, Shh. And I just bless the call to release the grace of God. The Lord's going to give you strategies on how just to release the anointing. It's one thing to have the anointing. It's another thing to be able to release it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even feel like you've asked the Lord even how to do that, how to get young people in con And I see a manual on how to, that you're just going to write. Uh, that will be like a br- blueprint on how to, um, mm-hmm. ah, whoa, get uh, young people just in touch with the anointing. So we just bless you with that and I just bless that intercessor call on your life and whoa we just say just increase the grace Lord there's fire going through your whole body we just bless you guys today And the Lord is going to give you uh, relationships, too, key relationships. I know you just got back from Brazil and the nation of Brazil, just key relationships with other, like, youth type of ministries, cutting-edge type of things. And they'll come here, and you'll go there, and it'll be like uh, just family over there. And uh, you're going to birth some things over there, and they're going to help birth some things. It's a synergistic relationship that the Lord's doing. Ah! Whoa! In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, if you just want more information on our ministry it's back there Um, if you want uh, just to sign up for uh, free things and materials and things like that our ministry website is abnersuarez.com because I'm not very creative I named the website after me I want to put on my glasses because I keep getting drawn to, um, this painting over here because I feel like it's prophetic for, um, this region and it's, uh, looks like, um, like dry and foul land and... The rivers of God—it's like uh, Niagara Falls are coming, and it's prophetic. It's an whoa! It's an invitation. For what God wants to do. It's an invitation for what God wants to do in this region. That He's going to take the foul ground of religion and misrepresentation of His name in this region, and He's going to open up the floodgates of rivers of heaven and rivers of revival. And the word the Lord gave me last night was that this area was pregnant with the purposes of God. And how it was going to give birth was through worship and prayer and intercession. And the word of the Lord is very key. Over what's been said over this region in the last 20-30 years The Lord says to the leaders in this place Begin to live in the word of the Lord Just as the angel came to Mary Whoa Whoa and told her that she was uh, going to be conceiving the Messiah, and she says, "Let it be according to your word." Even though she didn't fully understand what the angel was telling her in that moment, she received the word of the Lord gladly, and in that moment began to live in what God told her to live. So the Lord says, "Begin to live in the hour of of, of revival. Begin to live in the hour of what the Lord has spoken. Begin to live in the promises of the Lord. Guard your mouth with all diligence, and watch what comes out of your mouth, because." You you must begin to agree with what i'm saying you must begin to agree with what heaven is saying because as you agree with what heaven is saying you're going to begin to shift and shape this region for what i desire to do and what i desire to do no eye has seen no ear has heard not even the prophecies that i've given this region are even going to contain the outpouring of the holy spirit that i'm going to bring and i will bring the streams together flowing as one river black and white red and yellow all together different denominations different bridges i will break the barriers that. Have held this region back. I will break that which has represented my name and there will be a true representation of my name in this region and the glory of the Lord will come to this region and they will come from different nations and different places to come and see what the Lord is doing in this region and there will be key apostolic leaders that the Lord draws together. The apostolic and the prophetic will merge together as one for a mighty shield and a mighty army to lead the people into what I am doing but it won't be about the leadership it will be about the leadership engaged what heaven is saying and then releasing the people of God to be who they God intended them to be and I will visit schools and I will visit the government even in this land I will bring a shift even on the campus of Wake Forest University on the campus of High Point I will visit the public schools there will come a visitation of grace to the public schools there will come a visitation to North UNC Greensboro and there will be an outpouring the world has never seen for what you've seen even in the past the Jesus movement the 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 uh, prophetic movement. The, the word faith movement will not even touch the service. Yes, they have been prophetic seeds of what I am going to do in this nation. And there is grace upon this nation in this hour. There is great grace upon this nation in this hour to turn back to me. For I have heard the cries of the remnant even in this nation. And the Lord says, mercy triumphs over justice. Mercy triumphs over justice. For the sins of this nation are great. But once again, I have heard the cries of the intercessors of and the watchmen, even in this nation, says the Lord. And I will visit this nation once again with righteousness and truth and justice. I will visit the halls of Congress and the Senate in this hour with righteousness and truth and justice. I will raise up righteous leaders to go to Washington, D.C. and declare the word of the Lord in this hour. for there is a shift taking place there is a shift taking place even in this nation says the Lord a key shift, a key alignments are being created in regions across this nation and key things are are happening right now key alliances are being forming for the end time purposes of God for the end time purposes of God is not to visit a church or not even to visit a region but to visit entire nations for is it not my word that says the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of God glory and the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of God's glory and nations will turn back to the name of Jesus in a day stadiums in this nation built for for, uh, NFL games, built for sports venues will house meetings for the glory of God and leaders will come together under the bannership of Jesus Christ, the dead will raise the secular media will begin to declare the wondrous works of God in this hour, they will talk of what God is doing and there will be favor as it was in the book of Acts with the people in this world. But there will not be a compromised message. It will be the message of the cross. Apostolic preaching of the cross. Uncompromised message of the cross. And even great wealth says the Lord will come to the body of Christ in this hour. Great wealth to build that which the Lord has called it to build. And what am I building in the earth? I am building a house of prayer. I am building the tabernacle of David where Jew and Gentile come together where all races come together to worship me. There will be strategic places in this nation where there will be worship 24 hours, 7 days a week. And there will be cities of refuge even in the midst of crisis. For I am the God who owns everything. And I am jealous for my name. And I will have a bride that is pure and holy before me. And they will declare my name to the nations of the world. There will be a representation of me. The world has yet to see. Even the early apostles have not... Did not experience it will be an outpouring of unprecedented measure, even that which Joel prophesied has not come to pass. Yes, says the Lord, it will come to pass in this hour. Do you not know? Do you not discern? You are living in strategic and great times, it is the great time of the coming of the Lord. <laughs> You don't plan all that. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's a pastor in this room. Your church is facing financial difficulty, and the Lord says, I am going to bring you through that. You watch the money come in. I want to speak to you for a few moments um, this morning about uh, reformation and um, uh, I call them reformational principles but uh, really I think that it's a teaching but also uh, prophecies for what the Lord wants to do oh okay. yeah thank you I love the flags uh-huh. you like? <laughs> so let's just pray for a minute Hey, just lift your... There's like fire just falling all across this room. Lord, thanks for the opportunity to stand between God and man. And I just ask that I would just declare what you've called me to declare today. Thank you for uh, what you're doing in this region. Thank you for your presence in this room. And we just say yes and amen to all your purposes. Lord, allow me to once again just stand in the counsel of the Lord today. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's Reformation principle number one. We must uh, recognize our need for change and ask God for the grace to implement change. Uh, We have to recognize as the body of Christ that um, as also awesome of as these gatherings are they fall far short of god's full purposes in the earth and that is his full purposes that uh we would be a culture of the kingdom and influence not only areas but nations for the name of jesus um i like to say, unfortunately, we are known today uh, as evangelicals and even as charismatics largely by what we believe and not necessarily what we can demonstrate. Oh, you're one of those evangelicals. You don't like abortion. You don't like gay people. And you like Bush. <laughs> I'm against support. I, yeah, I think, I think that's a very relevant kingdom issue, but God wants to shift us to a culture of not only what we believe in, but what we can, uh, bring to the table and what we can present to the people of God, to the world, to the nations of the world. So we have to understand that, uh, to move differently and to affect culture differently, we actually have to change there's an issue and there's a problem when you can have thousands of people in a city and all these mega churches but no practical effect on the city that's called american western deception and we celebrate each other and have success in this in ministry by that 's a big church you got a successful ministry oh, praise God, and the world it 's not shaken anything in he- in, the, in the heavenlies over cities and there 's a cry in the heart of people and leaders today that says i don 't care if it 's ten people, but we must we are here to represent a change. we are here to fill the city with the doctrine of Jesus, we are here to live out. A whole lifestyle of worship unto God. In the initial Protestant Reformation, the primary truth that the Holy Spirit was bringing forth was the issue of sound doctrine. Since that time, the Holy Spirit has been highlighting truth that brings a reformation in the way we do life as the body of Christ. One of the principles of the Reformation was that the church was in a constant state of reformation. What we're saying is, what we're saying is not that there's not any fruit in the body of Christ, but there's a dimension that we must change the way we think to shift into what God has for us in this hour. I I grew up in church, and uh, one of the most uh, dysfunctional things that I ever heard was that we were living in Revival. I was like seven years old. Oh, the Lord is here. It's a revival. I said, this is revival. I was seven years old. I remember thinking to myself, this is revival. Just take me to heaven now. A dimension where the mere mention of the name Jesus stirs a deep hunger and a fire in the hearts of believers. Where all across the earth believers wake up with an overwhelming conviction to pursue the knowledge of God. A dimension that as believers gather in corporate meetings that our PowerPoint presentations, video announcements, and latest coffee flavor in the house are completely forgotten as we behold the majesty of the Lamb of God. That meetings last for hours and days as we are as caught up in heaven's worship a dimension that unbelievers tremble at the fear of the lord for even the thought of mocking jesus a dimension where an authentic gospel of power is routinely displayed by the youngest among us through the raising of the dead casting out demons and a breaking in of the kingdom in a dimension a dimension where we just not give encouraging words but we give words that bring weather and climate changes over cities <laughs> A dimension where success in ministry is not measured by the size of the crowd or how many decision cards were filled out, but rather with the whole earth being filled with the knowledge of God. It's not that we're doing anything bad, but we're changing from being nice to being dangerous. Mm Nice believers, you can be nice, but you can be totally unfruitful. Reformation principle t- number two, God is determined for his people to live out the greatest commandment. Before Jesus returns, it really he is really going to be the show. <laughs> Teacher, what kind of commandment is great and important? The principal kind of the law. Some commandments are light, which are heavy. And he replied to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the great and most important principle in first commandment. The second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. How do we do that? I mean, like, how do we live this thing out? We, we have to shift the church culture from talking about Jesus to presenting Jesus. To giving people opportunities instead of saying uh, we need you to encounter God and then leave and let's go home. To actually giving them opportunities to encounter God. Sometimes I dialogue with different leaders and say well you know we're going to be in and out hour or 15 minutes because we have a lot of people who are unchurched and whatever we have built church cultures based upon meeting the soulish realm of people instead of having their needs met in God and then we wonder when their whole life is falling apart why they fall away from the Lord because it was never built on the foundation of encounter with the Lord And there are truths in the kingdom that God has brought to us, the truth of of faith, the truth of prosperity, and it's all good stuff, you know? I don't, you know, God is not poor. (laughs) God is not poor. (laughs) God doesn't want you to be poor. If you're poor, you can't help other people. If I'm worried about what I'm going to eat for dinner, I can't help you get dinner. But all these truths, all these truths that have been taught about marriage and family, they're all nice. But any truth that trumpets the revelation of Jesus being Lord over your life and constantly encountering him is a a distortion of kingdom truth. So we've built a foundation, especially in America, on on truths that are good, but they're not the primary truth. And God wants us to be constantly rooted in encounter with Him. What are we doing tonight? We're just coming to meet with Jesus. Who's speaking? Jesus. I hope you hear from Him. Good luck with it. The Lord is not interested in making you comfortable. There's peace and joy even in the midst of chaos, but he's not really interested in making you comfortable. You can have your best life now when you die to this life. And you actually live when you die. <laughs> it's true. You actually you actually come alive when you choose to forgive to that person who wronged you. You actually come alive when you give away half your money to that person God told you to do it. You come alive because you come into the purposes of God. And you begin to live from heaven towards earth. And you don't become dominated by this world system. It's true. And God has this way, not because he's a cruel God, not because he's a bad God, but he has a way of answering that prayer that you said, God, I want to live everything for you. So what he does is he allows circumstances in your life to be orchestrated where he's the only person that you can lean into. So instead of binding the devil, find out what God is doing in the midst of your circumstances and begin to ask the Lord for revelation and insight to know what's going on in your heart because it's in the process that he's teaching you how to be the overcomer that he's called you to be it's a process I remember one day I was praying I think I was still in graduate school at Camel and I was just praying Lord I want to change nations Lord I want to heal the sick I want to raise the dead and I I remember Lord saying why don't you just start by believing for your rent this month (laughs) okay I'll do that Lord See, he was responding to my my prayers that said, Lord, I'll give and I'll leave everything for whatever the purposes of God are for my life. And God doesn't give cancer. He doesn't send car accidents your way. But what he will do is he will put really nice people in your life, like your boss. <laughs> or suddenly that career that you had lived for for so long, suddenly it's gone in a moment and God says, guess what, I'm answering your prayer it's true and the key is that you don't get offended in that moment, but you lean into God and you begin to discover something about God, because you're actually being drawn into your prophetic purpose in that hour I wish somebody had told me this 12 years ago. You know, like all these prophetic words. Like ew. I thought it was like McDonald's. It's going to happen tomorrow. Have you ever noticed it's really not that good as it looks in the commercial? I feel this in this room that there's people been waiting for their destiny to unravel and all this. And if it's taken a while to unravel, it's because God is building a deep foundation upon the inside of you to launch you, to give you the grace to be able to walk into what he has for you. He's not cruel. He's not mean. Look at um, 2 Corinthians 3. Is everybody okay? I'm reading out of the Amplify this morning. That makes it louder. (laughs) We'll start in verse 16. But whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. That's really key because we want to be rooted in a lifestyle of encounter. We want to be rooted in uh, expecting God to show up in every place. We want to be rooted in the reality of John 17 where he prays that we would be one. As Jesus was one to the Father, we can also be one. We want to commune with Him. We want to engage Him. Let me say this too. There must be a purpose lifestyle of intimacy in your life you know some people oh I pray all day that's good but there must be a set aside time where you and him engage and it's just you and him whether it's 10 15 30 minutes like you know if you do it for 10 I'm sure it's going to get a whole lot longer than that because he's just that good we are the bride of Christ right if two people were to get married and they told you they never had intimacy with each other, but they talked to each other all day on the cell phone, you would say that's a pretty dysfunctional marriage. Yet in our Christian life, many of us think just because we talk to God in the car, we think that we have an intimate relationship with the Lord. I'll move on. <laughs> But whenever a person turns and repents it's the Lord, the veil is stripped away. As you walk with the Lord and as you commune with Him, He is constantly bringing you through the process of repentance because He likes your personality, He likes who you've made, made you, but He's consistently through encounter with Him and through uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, He's trying to change the way you think so you don't think according to the pattern of the system of this world. He gives you life experiences, He gives you experience in the miraculous, experience in the perfect, all that stuff to change the way you think and if you're if you will be clued into what the lord is doing day after day uh, week after week he's trying to change the way you think and as you change the way you think and you will be obedient to repent and shift your mind to his mind he will open a door for you to experience a greater encounter He goes, because the Lord is a spirit and with the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And all of us with unveiled face. See, he's he, the, the, now there's a whole chapter that you just don't have time to get into. But he's saying when you turn in repentance, when you change the way you think, when you begin to just allow the Holy Spirit to work within you, the process of change, of changing your mind. What what's the what's the number one part? Present your body a living sacrifice. You know, that's door number one. Part of our problem is that. Um. We, we're trying to convince people week after week in America to do the, to do what uh, is just the first step, and that is to just to give everything up away to God. He said, the Lord is a spirit, and he said, but we all with unveiled face, because we continue to behold the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is a spirit. So the Lord wants to take you from spirit to spirit, but it's uh, (laughs) important... From glory to glory, but it's important that we allow the process of repentance and obedience to follow that, to open up another door into glory, into him. It's not that we can earn anything from God, but it's our lifestyle of obedience postures us to receive that which he has for us in the next place that conforms us to the image of Jesus. Because his number one goal is for you to be fully satisfied in him. Not to be comfortable, but to be fully, to fully be engaged that no matter what happens in life, that you are fully engaged and fully satisfied in just being a son and daughter of God. It's a really good place where all you, have, all you live for is just to know Him, to be obedient, and to follow His voice. reformational principle number three God is going to rebuild the spirit of the tabernacle of David Amos 9 verse 11 through 13 on that day I will raise up the tabernacle of David which has fallen down and repair its damages and I will raise up its ruins and rebuild as it in the days of old and they possess the remnant of Edom and all the Gentiles who are called by my name says the Lord who does this thing behold their days are coming when the ploughman will overtake the reaper and the treader of him who sows seed The mountains shall drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall flow with it. Isaiah prophesies in Isaiah 56 verse 7. Even them I will bring to my holy mountain and to make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar for my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. God has no concept of what it is to have a community of people called the church and have no prayer and worship going up before him on a consistent basis. It doesn't exist in the concept of heaven. It doesn't exist in the realm of God. It exists in the American church, but it's not God's intention. Jerusalem council agrees with these prophetic words. And, and we, uh, Acts 15, verse 15 through 17. And with these words of the prophets agree, just as is written after this, I will return and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down, and I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. And even all the Gentiles who are called by na- my name says the Lord who does all these things. The context of Amos 9 verse 11 through 12 is the governmental rule of Jesus over the nations. The Tabernacle of David is a place where the priests ministered and sacrificed before the Lord. And for 30 years, worship and prayer went up before the Lord 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Both Jew and Gentile were invited. And it's an invitation to us in this hour for the Lord to reshift our paradigm as the people of God to be a worshiping and a praising community. I never understood the criticism of people who worship and pray their whole life. Like, how do you criticize your praying too much? It comes from a distorted paradigm and a distorted thinking. Because if I love God right, I'll love you right. And if I'm in love with God as He's intended me to do, you don't have to give me five steps on how to lead somebody to Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the one I love. And everywhere I go, we talk about Jesus. I know it's a simple revelation, but something got in me about six weeks ago, I'm just not ashamed of Jesus. I have a friend, he got caught up in this thing where they're kind of mocking him for standing for Jesus. And I just text him, I said, man, praise God, you're getting mocked for Jesus. That's awesome. You can't do anything to me that's going to bother me. And if I die, I die a martyr for Jesus. Worship, uh, reformation principle number four, the worship of heaven will invade the earth. The Lord is going to uh, release a new sound and a new, new breed of musicians and psalmists in the hour. Sounds that have never been heard before in the earth will not only come to the church, they will begin to revolutionize the culture of nations. Sounds as they played will turn dark hearts into a revelation knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The sounds of the church will become attractive to the world that it will be prayed on MTV, VH1, and other music channels. There will be songs of love and adoration and point to a revelation of the Lamb. The Lord spoke to me one day and he said, It was never my intention to have the greatest musicians that are unsaved and ungodly filling the airwaves. Who created music? It's going to be in the context of the Lord rebuilding the tabernacle of David that these sounds are going to be released. I mean, I don't know if you feel this sometimes when you're in worship or I'm listening to a worship CD. The sound releases something on your heart that that just begins to just draw you into him because they're prophetic sounds are sounds being released that draw you into greater encounter with him. What is the only thing that's going to survive? It's not our stupid ministry, our stupid websites, or stupid conferences. It's only our devotion to Jesus. You can't bring your PhD to heaven with you. I want to get one of those one day. I'm close. Got to... But I can't bring it with me to heaven. It's not going to last. These petty disputes that we have among churches and ministries, they're not going to last. It is only our devotion life before the Lord. It's the only thing that we'll do in heaven that we're doing now. You are not even get to cast out demons in heaven. In the Garden of Edom, Adam and Eve commune with God, and it was said they heard the sound of God. Literally, it was His voice, the voice of the Lord in the cool of the day. As we posture our hearts in the tabernacle of David, we will hear His voice, and His voice will carry a sound in this hour. It will be a prophetic sound. It will be a sound that shifts the very foundation blocks of the church just as luther stood up and nailed the 95 theses people won't even know what they're doing they'll just begin to enter into worship and it's going to shift churches it's going to shift regions it's going to shift the reality of the world which which we see oh this is jesus <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's that good Why? Because Jesus is also a righteous judge and he doesn't want to send people to a fiery hell. He wants to make himself known for who he is and he wants to be attractive before he comes. And he wants to give every opportunity for humanity to know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. On the day of Pentecost, there was a sound. A sound will be released in this hour. Reformational principle number five, an unprecedented outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Signs and wonders will be commonplace among the people of God. A release of the reality of Revelation 4 encounters that will change our awareness of the world that we live in. God wants to give you encounters in this room that literally change your spiritual DNA and change your mind so radically. And you'll begin to house an awareness of the glory of God. Just like Peter walked... He began to house the glory of God and he didn't need to say anything. He already had a good healing ministry. And he would just walk and people would get healed. He began to understand the reality of being a living temple of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of God could be displayed. Colossians 1, Christ in you, the hope of glory visitations from angels and learning to cooperation with angels will become the byproduct of encounters with God listen I'm not interested in trying to call up angels or anything like that but I'm also very understanding that they're an integral part of what the Lord is doing in this hour In the Bible, they would mistake you for your angel. Today, you talk about angels from a pulpit, and they put up bad websites about you. 104 appearances of angels to mankind, 52 times in the book of Revelation. Revelation. Angels were involved in the conception of Christ, the birth of Christ, the resurrection of Christ, the ascension and the second coming of Christ, the conception of John the Baptist. They ministered unto Christ. Angels are important. Angels help release that sound when you capture what God is saying. It says, they hearken unto the voice of the Lord. Bless Affectionally, gratefully praise the Lord, you His angels, you mighty ones who do His commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers who do His pleasure. Bless the Lord, all His works, and of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Reformational principle number six, apostolic preaching of the cross. I'm telling you, we have not yet to seek. Our demonstration of the kingdom has to be supernatural, but there's coming a grace upon these forerunners that God is going to raise up, where it's going to be like a hammer when they stand up to speak. Uh, Peter, uh, in the book of Acts, when he preaches the first sermon of the New Testament church, it says, when he said to them, is the same Greek word used for, and they spoke in other tongues, So what does it mean? His preaching was supernatural. It was a simple sermon in the content of what he said. But it had such a shift that some of the very same people who shouted crucify him now were saying, what must we do to be saved? And God is going to shift even our church culture, even in this area where we have become, we have been influenced by a political spirit that we're afraid to talk about the cross and the blood of Jesus for fear of offending people. It's interesting to me that Jesus cast demons out and now we have entire church cultures created make making people comfortable in their demons. You give them a prize on the way out. We have an obligation to love everybody and to love them as Jesus intended them to love. But love, can, uh, love forces in the proper context as confrontation to change. The apostolic preaching of the cross does not entice people with the benefits of the cross. It simply tells you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you can have no part in me. Want to sign up for that cult? <laughs> Jesus did not only go to the cross, he lived the cross everywhere he went. God doesn't want to just give us prophetic words, he wants to make us prophetic words. God just doesn't want to give us signs and wonders. He wants wants to make us a sign and a wonder. Reformational principle number seven. A new paradigm for the church. God is going to give us a new paradigm. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. With the advent of God releasing present truth in the Reformation, the purpose has always been to build a structure that could contain an ever-increasing outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Truth builds a movement. Application builds a lifestyle. Lifestyle builds a culture. Culture is what builds the kingdom, and the kingdom is the only thing that cannot be shaken. Put new wine in Luke 5. But new wine must be put into fresh wineskins. But no one drinking old wine immediately desires new wine. For he says the old is good or better. Historically, we have to understand what God is doing um, over the last even... 10 to 12 years, even 30 years with the emerging prayer movement and IHOP and these type of things. These are not just things that are just, oh, look, look what God is doing. It's actually God sh- strategizing for what he wants to do in his end time purposes. Toronto didn't come in 94 just to like, okay, that was good. It was a prophetic picture and I saw it happen. I, I watched it happen as God would come into evangelical churches and, and charismatic churches and spirit filled churches and totally mess the church up and have. Half- and and all these churches were splitting, and they didn't know what was going to happen. It was a prophetic picture of a dividing line being drawn and saying, will you have what I desire in this hour, or will you go the way of the old wineskin? People laid out everywhere. It got crazy because God was saying, I want to come in and destroy some of the foundations that you've had good intentions to build, but I desire to build a new foundation, and it's called me at the center. And I don't hate you. (laughs) You can actually have fun in his presence. But it was part of a much bigger thing that God was doing in the earth. It was part of a strategic thing that the Lord was doing. We have to recognize these things and understand God's greater purpose in all this. It was prophetic. He's going to join all the streams as one river. What you criticize another movement for is what you need from them. And you better be careful how you posture your heart. Because if you posture your heart and say, I don't need that prosperity thing. There are a bunch of, you know, it's been misused or anything like that. You, you, you have judgment in your heart whether you've spoken out of your mouth or not. And you cut yourself from the truth and the blessing that God wanted to release in that movement. You don't like the joy. You don't like the happiness. You better, ha- you better watch how you posture your heart because what you cut yourself off of, you cut yourself off from blessing and your lineage from. These are all things. There's all extremes. There's always extremes in any movement. It's the mature Christian who's able to discern the good and take it and receive it and pursue it and apply it to their own life to maturity and what God has for them. Those IHOP people, they talk a lot about end times. I don't know about all that. Watch what you say out of your mouth. You can even be religious in renewal. Some people are in the river to masquerade their own rebellion. I got quiet with that one. One of the number one en- enemies of Religious reformation, embracing of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, is a religious spirit. Before looking at the religious spirit in others and how it manifests, we must confront our own biases and the own religious spirit that tries to entangle each of us. Just okay. Got really quiet. <laughs> <laughs> We like that prophetic stuff. Can you go back doing that? (laughs) I, 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 I don't do that facetiously, but sometimes people say, Can you just prophesy and don't preach? I'm not a puppet. Usually, what that means is, can you just say what we want to hear and not do that other stuff? <laughs> Listen, I've been too much to be disobe- I've been through too much to disobey the Holy Spirit. I love you all, but one day I'm going to have to stand before Jesus and give account, and I'm more scared of Him than I am of you. You know, there's a scary good. There really is. The fear of the Lord is pure. (laughs) Last year, um, I was praying in my room and I'm pretty sure Jesus walked in. And it so scared me that I couldn't look up. And then I was like going nuts for three days that Jesus walked in my room and I didn't to see him. But he doesn't bring visitations like that to tease us. Whatever he had to do, he, he did it. He walked in, he walked out. I've been asking him to come back ever since that way. He hasn't yet. But every fiber of your being is exposed when he really walks in. And absolute truth stands in front of us. And all our good ideas of why we do certain things all bow at absolute truth. I'm almost through here. Reformation principle number eight. Church government built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. Prophets. Ephesians 2 verse 20 says, You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself, the chief cornerstone. Literally that says is the apostles and prophets are the foundation of the church. It's really key that we understand this because of the next principle. But... um, The Lord is shifting the structure of our churches and things like that. And we may have disagreements on how we recognize apostolic and prophetic people. But it's really important that we align ourselves with apostolic and prophetic people because they are God's biblical government and pattern for how He's going to be moving in these last days. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, absolutely. But he actually says that the office of the apostle and prophet are foundations of the church. And if we are not connected and if we don't align with those things, we can't, have God's, we can't align with God's full purposes in this hour. And if you're apostolic, you don't need a card. Everybody will tell you. there 's an order, and there 's a way to God. Sometimes we catch this when you when you when you 're reading scripture, God is not just putting stuff in there to fill a page he 's very intentional in the way he does things, and his language is often like a puzzle and he 's intentional and He shows us that before the early church 's birth there were what there were eleven Peter stands up and says. We gotta pick another one to fill the office. So they created the twelve and they created a government and a wineskin for which the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit can come in. And what he does in the beginning, see, uh, God, uh, what he does in the beginning, he'll do in the end. He's cyclical in these doing things. He does things in patterns. If you study the old and the new, uh, I hope you study both. <laughs> he wasn't a mean God in the old and suddenly became happy in the new. He gave us the whole book for a reason. And so they created this government for which the initial outpouring of the Holy Spirit is going to come to place. So in this final hour, he's going to restore his appropriate government so the glory of God can be released into the nations of the earth through the vehicle known as the church. this has become a real deep issue just as the Lord has put it on my heart and I've actually seen it in my life as I have aligned with uh, apostolic people I've seen my own ministry go higher and higher because I submitted myself and I submitted to the grace and I recognized the grace in their life and it launched me to a higher place but the same is true in your life if it's not just an apostolic way if you will if we will begin to learn each other after the spirit and be like Peter said be good stewards of the manifold grace of God and understand the grace of God upon the person next to you not just the person from the pulpit that we like and we like their tapes but if we'll begin to recognize each other after the spirit then we will align each other and go higher in all of our destinies because God is not American <laughs> He's kingdom I love this country my dad came to this country escaped from Cuba I love this country I wanted to go serve this country in the armed forces God told me no so I joined God's army. <laughs> but I love this country. I love capitalism because it frees people like God does to be free and to go for liberty and what God's called them to be. But God is not American. God is not individualistic. He has your purpose in mind, but with your purpose, he wants to draw everyone else into their purpose. He doesn't, oh, just give you the ministry for your sake. He gives you destiny and life so you can influence and affect other people around you. We're all interconnected. That's why you have to be careful that you call something bad, that God calls something good. So... They pick Matthias and God pours out His Spirit. What's in the end? Revelation, the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and the new earth. Who's the foundation stones of that? The apostles of the Lamb, the original twelve. Coincidence? I don't think so. God is going to unleash... Just... I mean... Now This will probably freak some people like these super apostles and prophets and they're not super because of the things that they do, but because because they they will just have this grace upon them that God is releasing in this hour and they will be servants of people and they'll love people, but they'll be have authority to bring us where we need to go. And they won't need cards to be recognized. Here's the last point. This is why this is so poor. God is going to rebuild the government of the church to be apostles and prophets for this reason because it is, this is the Reformation principle number nine, the day of the saints. This is how the Holy Spirit put it to me one time. Uh, When I first... Uh, got radically touched by the Lord in um, the fall of 96 Um, I I um, I watched this guy perhaps you've heard of him it's called Benny Hinn got a small little work and I would just weep as I would watch this program on TV And I went to a lot of his meetings, much as I could. We—I still part. He's still on our missions budget of our ministry because I just love partnering with that anointing. I love Benny. Holy Spirit, touch him, Holy Spirit. Don't interrupt the Holy Spirit. I love him. First time, it's like, I saw him, I remember in Long Island, New York, I saw a dove behind him in the crusade. I was like washing out my, I thought I was like, I haven't used drugs, you know, (laughs) it was a dove. But I was just talking to this Lord and he was just telling me about this day of the saints thing. And, um, he said, remember how excited you used to get going to those meetings and you just knew God would show up because Benny always brought the Holy Spirit I said, yeah, I remember that, Lord. He said, it's going to be that way everywhere believers go in the final days. (laughs) They're going to be in schools. They're going to be in universities. They're going to be in in hospitals. They're going to be in business places in Wall Street. And people, are, are you one of those Jesus people? We want you. Can you pray for the so-and-so? I have a dream that the the, the last stop for people when the doctor tells them that there's no hope is they stop in the local church on the way home. Because it's the day of the saints. It's about you coming into your destiny. And about the people of God, the ministers of God having the father heart of God and releasing people as children and asking God for the grace and the strategy to release people into their God-given destiny. It won't be about coming to the meeting. It'll be about you becoming the meeting. i try it on this side. It won't be about you coming to the meeting. It will be you becoming the meeting. Last verse. Have you gotten something out of this? I've enjoyed myself. <laughs> the purpose, therefore, of having a biblical form of church government built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets is the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. In an unprecedented end time harvest will work in a synergistic relationship with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and biblical government being restored in this hour. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led captive a host of men, and he gave gifts unto men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean? that, Except that he also had descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is himself who also ascended far above all heavens so that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. And I will build up the body of Christ in this hour. To be what I have intended it to be. I will build up this end time army to go to the four corners of the earth. To go to the farthest reaches of the earth. Preaching and demonstrating the gospel of the kingdom. It's going to be the gospel of the kingdom. Hey, can you guys come and play? The band's still here? They leave? Somebody come and play. <laughs> Is it okay to go right into an apartation time? Yeah, okay. right. Okay. Yeah, I felt I felt oh. yeah. Well, you can stand, stretch out. We're just going to go into worship time and we'll just see where the Lord brings us. But we're going to do some ministry now. And, um, yeah, just take a moment. That guy preached a long time, you know. (laughs) I don't think you came on a Saturday morning for a five-point message anyway. But stretch out, do what you need to do, and then um, we'll just see where the Lord brings us here. Hey, just take a minute before the band begins to play. I don't like to take any, um, I usually just like to take a moment anywhere, even where I just hear a message just to, um, just take a moment and just ask the word, Lord, just to settle in your heart and just, uh, ask the Lord for, uh, just the grace to, um, implement it in your life just as he sees fit. So, Lord... We just say yes to what you say this morning. We say yes to where you've led us. And Lord, just begin to even um, show us how this word applies to our life, our ministries, our destinies, Lord. Just show us, show us this morning, Lord. Show us this morning. Lord, we just don't, we didn't come here to hear a good word, but we came to be conformed more and more to the image of Jesus. Just make that your prayer in your own way, in your own way, right there. Just make that your prayer. Say, Lord, I didn't just come to hear a good message. I came to be conformed to the image of your son. Just allow God to do that. Allow God to do that. Allow God, there's grace all across this room for just implementation and even deeper revelation of what was spoken this morning. This is just between you and the Lord right now. Just let the Lord do that. Just allow the Lord to do that. Lord, we just say yes. We say yes, we say yes, we say yes to your purposes, God. We say yes to your will. Shabbat so kabahaya. We say yes. We say yes to that Lord. We say yes to that Lord. Let's just worship. Let's worship for a song and then we'll just see where the Lord takes us. The more she did. just want you to take a i just felt this real strongly from the lord um this whole thing of uh alignments the lord is doing something in this year with alignments and uh positioning and uh i just ask you uh just even today take some time today before the lord and ask the lord your alignments ask the people that you're connected with the friendships that you have, because they're really key in this season of where the Lord wants to launch the body of Christ. Even for uh, leaders in this room, your alignments are connected to your destiny. Um, even even this year, I, I've had to make some choices in the area of alignments and things like that where the Lord's uh, just done that in me. So uh, I, I, just, I just really felt that strong before we go any further. And um, we're just going to... Um, just gonna play that one more time, and um, here's what I'd like to do. I I feel like this is the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, I want to pray for uh, the. The pastors, any full-time ministry people, non-full-time if, but you're in ministry, I want to pray for them first, not because they're more special or anything like that, but because a lot of times when you come to meetings like this you want to be ministered too, and I've been there and so uh, we're, we're just going to sing this one more time and then in a moment we're just going to pray for all the pastors and leaders and then we'll figure out, out a way p- to pray for everyone in this room, but um, let's just sing that song and then we're going to pray for the pastors Hey, um, you're a pastor or full-time ministry or you're doing ministry, maybe bivocationally. I want you to come. I want to pray for you this morning. Just come if you want prayer. I'm just going to believe God for the fire of God to come upon you, for impartation to take place, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be stirred up, for uh, grace to come upon your life. Just take one step forward just so I can tell. There's some people just up here worship. I just want to see who who's actually here for prayer. Wow, there's a lot of you. Huh. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to just... Um, I'm just going to pray for this platform, and then I'll just come down and just pray for you. But let's... Uh, Let's just stretch your hands towards these pastors and leaders and just believe that God would just touch them. Actually, not touch you. Wreck you. (laughs) Lord, I just thank you for these leaders who have come. Lord, I thank you for the call of God. I thank you they've said yes to the call. And I thank you for your angels that are on assignment here today to deliver grace, to deliver fire, to deliver, uh, Lord, renewed hope, to deliver breakthrough, to deliver renewed vision to some. And Lord, I just say I want to partner with you, but I ask in the name of Jesus that as we lay hands upon leaders Lord that it would be Jesus himself touching leaders and expanding their hearts to receive a greater revelation of you and I just uh, I thank you Lord for uh, just the reality of that word that you gave me three years ago that will go around the world laying hands on leaders and just releasing the glory of God so I ask this to be one of those mornings that the glory of God is released over leaders and that they are never the same again just Just put your hands up if you're a leader, the fire of God God's here. Lord, thanks. 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 And we just say yes, and we say, fire of God, come and heaven open in Jesus' name. You guys could just play. Fire of God come and just heaven open. Heaven open. Heaven open. Heaven open. Whoa. Fire. Ugh. Ugh. More, Lord, more, 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 Lord. In Jesus' name, there it is, there it is. Receive. Oh, intimacy is calling me, In intimacy is calling me. Hey, um... There's an angel of the Lord right behind you, and he the Lord told me he's been assigned to you to write. There's a scribe anointing just being released over your life today just to read and to, uh, excuse me, to write and declare the word of the Lord, specifically also grace for this region to release the song of the Lord over this region, and the Lord's going to use you to open the heavens in this region on earth as it is in heaven. The Lord will make your life on earth as it is in heaven through the grace that he's just released. Sing over you and just release that song of the Lord. There's, uh, there's just great grace being released of whoa to you today for the eyes of your understanding to be open. Lord, we just, uh, yeah, yeah. hey, stretch your hands this way to our Pastor Rodney and Marcia and the team here yeah, yeah. being gracious hosts this weekend, Lord. I just bless them. I ask for encounter from heaven to come. I ask for releasing into a new place. There's an angel of the Lord here, Rodney, that's going to place an apostolic grace upon you. right? Now! Ah, ah. Ah, More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Lord says, "Open your mouth and prophesy." I've given you prophetic unction for this region. As you speak, things will happen. As you declare things, realities will change. So, in the name of Jesus, Lord, every prophetic grace that you've given me, I just ask for impartation and transfer of anointing. Whoa! <laughs> uh. More Lord, more lord, more lord, more lord. More lord, more lord. Ah! Fire ah! more lord. More ah! more lord. This is that healing grace is being imparted. Ah! More lord. Ah, your your hands will just feel heat as just a healing anointing comes in the room. Ah, More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just release the presence of the Lord and the peace of the Lord over you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. Are you a pastor? You're a pastor, right? With the children. Oh, with the children. I don't know what's going on with you, but the Lord just put really specifically on me. There's uh, change and breakthrough just happening. There's things that you just, you just it's just like the enemy just try to get you to give up. But there's just, a, a, the Lord just released a breakthrough grace for you to survive and to face. And I also just, there's been words spoken. I just break words over you that have been spoken, that have tr- tried to stop your destiny. And I just release just the, whoa! <sighs> the peace of God more Lord yeah there's like a I know this sounds weird because you're a man but there's a Becky Fisher anointing for you just to lead children in the supernatural so he just bless whoa there's oil being released over your head fire Ah, 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 ah. Ah, more Lord Uh, it's like the Lord impregnated you today uh, uh, more Lord more Lord Ah, uh, uh, never the same Lord and I bless your hands whoa breakthrough I just release you to freedom uh, fire uh, more Lord Never the same. The Lord's gonna take you to other nations. Whoa! Uh, he's changing even the way you think today. Whoa! Uh, he cares about his son. Uh, he cares about his son. He loves him. He's sitting in a big pool of oil. Uh, uh, somebody soak him. He's whoa. Sorry, how's this going to go around, around yeah, the room Yeah yeah, yeah yeah I'd, I'd rather move around, line them up around the room okay. Hey, just listen for direction here. Does At everybody least... go to the wall and line all the way around the room along the wall? Ah uh, shut up back up. Uh! single file push on down so we can get everybody just single row Down. Let's just go yeah, let's... all the way around the building. Kind of bunched up here. All right, y'all come on up. Yeah, we got room here so. Yeah, that's fine. that's fine. Hey, let's just worship the Lord. Jesus is the one who's going to touch you. He's just—I just get to partner with Him and just be the mailman. I really encourage you. It's—it's. It's, I'm believing God's going to touch you. I believe the hammer of God's going to touch you. But the most significant things happen after prayer. So, just—just just soak in the anointing. Soak in what God wants to do. God is going to give. People, radical encounters today they've never had. God's going to release the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There's there's angels here. There's all sorts of really good things. So just keep your eyes focused on Jesus, though. Keep your eyes focused on Him. Kelly, the Lord says it's a new season for your life, a new season of breakthrough and victory, and it's hidden just in intimacy with the Lord. As you worship, you'll break through into that new season of promises. Everything that the Lord's promised you is going to come to pass. Everything that He's spoken in the secret place is going to come to pass. So I just really... Whoa! uh. Hey, I just... uh, The the Lord just keeps... uh, telling me that uh, there's been a new tap that's been released, not only in this church but also in this region and uh, the healings the um it, things are just going to begin to happen at an accelerated pace uh, here in this church and through you. And I, I even believe it's for everyone in this room. Just just watch for the God factor and just the acceleration and the easiness of, of grace to minister and things like that. There's just grace being poured out, not only poured in, but to pour out to uh, the world around you. There's like, a, there's like a little stream just flowing right here. <laughs> ah. Lord, I just bless Kristen. I just bless the call of God on her life. Lord, freely I've received, and just freely I just give. Whoa, of the grace of God in my life, and I just say, increase that prophetic flow. Let it be un just break the cork off that thing now in Jesus name I just see um, I just see the Lord just expanding your mind in this hour just to think his thoughts and to just break all limitation even things you've never dreamed of Lord just release release the dream life Whoa, well over her in Jesus name in Jesus name more Lord just a river of fire flowing through you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Yeah. Shababababaya. Man, you're just you're faithful. You're faithful. Faithful with finances. Faithful with everything the Lord puts in your hand. Lord, I thank you because His faithfulness is what you see. And. Um, I just feel really specifically that um it's like the lord has this special thing that he just this special place that he just wants between you and him a special place of intimacy so lord i ask for uh, just greater uh, a grace for greater intimacy uh, Grace for greater intimacy, Lord. Grace, that the eyes of your understanding might be open to know Jesus. To know Jesus. Ah, to know Jesus. Hi. A proxy for my pastor. My pastor's the one in the wheelchair. Okay, awesome. I'm one of his armor Awesome. You're really faithful to him. You're called by God to stand with him. You're you're, um, you're an Aaron lifting up Moses' hands. Amen. He has an apostolic call, your pastor, to plant other churches. Give him that message. Lord, I just thank you for this faithful one. And I just ask for the power of God to come upon him. And even as he just lays hands on his pastor, let a greater reality of the grace of God come upon him.